What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's a Saturday, and my name is Josh, a.k.a. J.K. Fire, and this week I'm joined by... <laughs> just kidding. Welcome to HGS Pro Talk, your weekly ALOE sports podcast. This episode 278 for the week of March 12th, 2023. The title of this week's episode is The Bandit's Competitive Viability. And uh, if you ask Reddit... I, just don't ask Reddit. Yeah, don't ask Reddit, and also, I'll, I'm going to hold my other comment. Yo, Smiley, what Whoa. the fuck? Right off the bat. Right off the rip with the five gifted. Thank you. Well, you get a fucking, woo! Oh, the voice feels good, baby! We're back. We're this back. ain't Charlotte shit. This yeah. ain't after Charlotte shit. That was a full-blown woo. God damn, we're back. Oh, man, I've been waiting for this, man. I've been, I've been waiting for my tangents to come back. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, I got some shit to say about the bandito fundido. Uh, my name is Josh, a.k.a. J.K. Fire, and this week I'm joined by the man. How do I want to? You've worn the hat before. Yeah. In the nondescript hoodie, Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you doing on this Saturday evening? Doing all right. Doing all right. Um, excited to run through the show. Oh yeah, got lots to talk about. Oh yeah, yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing well as well. Like I said, uh, so yes, we are a little late, but that is okay because we're here now. Um, and I was very much looking forward to this episode. I've been basically looking forward to this episode since, um, since season three launched with the Bandit. As soon as the update released, I've been looking forward to this episode of the show because. Uh, now that the copium has worn off from a lot of these pro players and uh, like now we can finally get into the nitty gritty of why, yes, the bandit is not a viable competitive starting weapon in its current iteration. Frankly, in my opinion, in any iteration that could come forward. Okay. We'll talk about that later. Smiley, Welchy, Terraform, Olin Juan. Welcome to the live show. Everybody else who's tuning in live. Welcome. We got a lot to talk about, like Will mentioned, and therefore, Will, do you want to know what's coming up on this week's episode of the show? Just like every week. Yeah. Axios, welcome back. Carnage with the seven-month submarine. Woo! There it is, baby! Wraith, welcome back. It's good to see you as well. Let's get it. On this week's episode, we have Halo Infinite Season 3 has arrived, and with it, some competitive controversy. We have Tashi's tantalizing tidbits returns, and now we have a new segment entering as well i saw this yes and i am calling it snake bites stimulating statements you like that Jeez. it's a little difficult but to come up with these like synonyms but hey we got it so snake bite stimulating statements is going to be coming as well holy shit that's thank you right you, see it's great um Smiley with the fucking added gifted sub to Axios, you get a woo! Thank you so much. Money Tuesday brings the hype and the expectation of who I thought was going to win. The HCS Open Series lets competition continue, and then we have our topic of the Bandit's competitive viability. So before we get into any of that shit, let's get into some competitive news. Halo Rec League FFA Series returns. This is by the Halo Rec League. The HRL FFA Series returns. Recreational FFA action every Tuesday. Play two matches, gain playoff points, qualify for our playoffs. That's fucking awesome. You should do it. Halo Infinite France Land has been announced despite, excuse me, Halo Creation. 
And if there's one event Halo not to be missed in France this year, it's the LAN at Gamers Assembly. From April 8th to the 9th, there's a cash prize of 1,000 euros. It's broadcasted on Twitch with drops. Welchie asks, when do we get Spartan Salty Soliloquies? That's a great, a great title for a potential segment that is not going to happen. Because I think Spartan has gotten a lot of shit. Um, and granted, some of it had been given via me um, in terms of the, some of the things that he said on Twitter and whatnot. But I also believe he's gotten a lot of shit unjustly. Um, and I want Tyler to be able to live his life. Um, and I want Tyler to continue to grow and to compete at the highest level, which I know he does. And he's a great player. And so like all jokes aside, like everybody complains online, right? Just people complain in different ways. And Tyler does his thing. I'm going to let it live there. And People are going to be assholes, and I don't want to. I don't want to be part of that. So that's all. What's up, Meek? Welcome back. So, uh, BH3 Esport Europa, Halo, Halo France, and Halo Creation are waiting for you there again at the LAN at Gamers Assembly in France, April eighth through the 9th, which is fucking awesome. Because hey, guess what? <laughs> if only we had an official fucking LAN in Europe, but we don't. Ladies, Spartan Series announced by Magic Moonshot and Padia Gaming. Halo Infinite 44, the qualifiers are today on the 18th, the 25th, and uh, April 8th. The finale will be on April 15th. The prize will be $500 plus, and you must be in the Women of Halo Discord server if you want to join that. 5 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time start time for the entire series. And then we have some Halo Data Hive updates, because guess what? Halo Data Hive is back, baby! Update number one, you should now be able to search your own Halo Infinite stats again on Halo Data Hive. It took a while to get back, but finally made it. I fully expect there to be bugs, but at least it's up and running again. <laughs> Fucking huge ass shout out to Halo Data Hive. Update number two, the HCS Kickoff Major Charlotte stats can now be found on Halo Data Hive. This includes series results, player stats, and team stats. That took way longer to backtrack than I intended, but at least it's there now. Again, huge ups to him. Update number three, emails should now be working, i.e. forgot password. King of the Hill stats should now be showing, including track series, updated the series game still to be played title to match the HCS and fixed another bug when viewing match stats. And finally, update number four, which was today, if I'm not mistaken, uh, added game score to your match history. And he added a little blurb there to say, I have no idea why that was missing in the first place. And then updated the HCS series and game pages to indicate when game stats are based on the sum of two and two, uh, two thirds games, i.e. when a game has to be restarted after a leg out. So huge shout out to halo data hive kudos. Welcome back. Um, I'm conflicted about Spartan, been a huge fan of his for a while, but his criticism of sandbox when it comes to ranked has soured my view smiley. Like I said, it's a, it's a give and take. It's a give and take. Um, there are a lot of things that he says that are very like justified in his statements. Um, but there's a lot of the time where he just wish he said things differently, like conveyed his thoughts a little differently, but it is what it is. Like I said, I leave his statements on Twitter and that's that. And he plays fucking lights out as he always does. Halo infinite season three echoes within the patch notes. I'm only going to focus on the things that basically matter to the, ranked competitive matchmaking landscape, if you will. Balance changes. Plasma pistol. Its charge time has been increased and the tracking of the charge shot is now less aggressive. 
Have you had time to play with this or test it out? Yeah, I feel like I'm just as bad with it as I was before. So okay, I feel like I, I yeah I feel like it's not as strong. Yeah, definitely not. Um, yeah. it, it I think the charge time is too long mm. at this point, and it says they've um they changed the tracking to be less aggressive. So it's it's almost it feels like it's just nerfed to the ground. Um, I've been seeing pros use it by spamming it and not charging it. See that a lot more too. And I think only one or the other needed to happen here, the charge time or the tracking. Not both? Not both. Or at least maybe half of what they did on each. Um, charge time maybe to 1.25 and a little more tracking because now it, it barely tracks. Okay. So hopefully they take that feedback. Um, The commando rifle. Commando now requires nine consecutive shots to break a player's shields instead of eight. It was eight before. It's nine now. Yeah. How do you feel about this? Have you been using the commando at all? At a pro level, I understand this because once you get up to that eight, nine shots, your your bloom is getting a little out of hand if you're spamming it. Yeah. Or not spamming, but yeah, holding it down. Yep. Um, but it, if you pace your shots, it's a little better, but still not as viable. Yeah, I was watching Steak Bite, and uh, I don't want this isn't word for word. Um, I'm paraphrasing here and probably poorly, uh, but he was talking about how it just doesn't it doesn't seem as viable anymore. Yeah. Um, and it, I again paraphrasing probably poorly, but I think he talked about how like he just wouldn't see himself picking it up anymore anyway. Um, with other things on the map. So, you know, yeah, I mean, that. I mean, it takes eight or nine shots just to break shield. That's that's yeah. tough. Yeah. So there's that. And then starting ammo for ranked only and ranked matches. The amount of starting ammo for the bulldog shock rifle, heat wave and stalker rifle has been reduced. Their starting ammo counts for both ranked and social playlists are listed uh, in their article, along with the Google doc of the show. So the show exclamation point show notes and chat. If you're tuning in live to the show. So therefore, the Bulldog in Ranked, which we're only going to talk about Ranked, in the magazine on start, seven bullets or seven shots. In reserve on start, zero from seven. So there's no ammo in reserves. And the max capacity you can hold is 21. That's been the same. Max capacity is the same for all of them, if we're just going to say that. The Shock Rifle. Um, in ranked in the magazine on the start is 12 in reserve on start is also 12 down from 24. Okay. And then the heat wave in again, in ranked in the magazine on start is eight in reserve on start is zero down from eight. Okay. And then the stalker rifle, um, in the magazine on start is 17 shots down from 33. 33 was what you had before. I mean, 17 still feels like a lot for being honest, but like 33, holy moly. Well, it's, a th- it's a three shot. Perfect. Yeah. And pros get perfects a lot. So yeah, it's holy shit. Um, so there's that. I like it. Um, I like the changes. I do as well from a pro perspective, from like a high level perspective. I like the changes. The thing I don't understand is giving seven to the bulldog and eight to the heat wave. Because the heat wave can be used more at long range. Yeah. Like that, that seems a little odd to me, but I, but at least they're 
reducing the ammo. They're about even. And now they're red racked as well. Yep. So this is in, in addition to the red rack update, which is already released. Um, so the weapons aren't going to spawn as quickly anymore. There's less ammo in them. There's less variability in the sandbox now from a top level perspective and ranked. I think it, this feels now we haven't seen these changes in a land environment yet, but from what I'm seeing on streams, from what I'm seeing in online tournaments and from what I personally feel, uh, I feel like this is kind of a happy medium between like, Hey, let's give ranked players and the top of the top, the ability to really hone in their skills on the sandbox that allows them to, while also allowing players to still play with the fucking weapons on the map. Yeah. You know? So I, I know they originally said the ammo counts is because in ranked was because they wanted to see that weapon change hands and cause more, you know, maybe disruption. Is that the right word? Or, you know, just more usability out of those weapons. Yeah. But I can see where the pros are saying that if, I mean, if someone just dominates with that weapon, they, it, it is too much. You, you can completely swing a match, right? You can lock down a spawn. You can, yeah. I mean, when you, when you have a, somebody just fucking sitting top C with a stalker rifle, like pre nerf. Oh yeah. Right. And on streets and there, you just lock everything down. Like, unless you can get them out of there, like you just knock everybody, like lock everybody down. I mean, I had a ranked match like that where we did have a guy just sit top C the whole game. Um, we won that game on streets. We hold, we held BC. We won that game 250 to like two or 11. 11? There you go. Yeah. And it spawned so quickly back then too. Like yeah. as soon as you were out of ammo, another one would be right off the rip on the rack and you're ready to go. So, yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, resolved issues and bug fixes for multiplayer. Uh, the weapon racks in both the recharge and attachment maps, uh, maps, uh, now spawn the correct power weapons. Both maps have returned to the ranked arena playlist alongside the season three update. So yes, detachment is back in ranked. The level geometry of the map Aquarius has been adjusted so that players can no longer see through some walls. Players can no longer throw grenades through the ground when playing in the yard area of the map live fire. And then I wanted to include this. Because I know it's been a little while since our last episode, but Will, do you remember what I said about the networking improvements and desync issues that they reportedly had fixed and what I said people to not get excited about? Yes, um, there's a lot of talk and it was kind of directed maybe towards BTB. Uh-huh. And didn't want to skew people into thinking that it was for the overall game. Exactly. So here's what we have now. I repeat the same exact bullet points that I stated before because these were the only bullet points listed directly within the patch notes. Multiple networking improvements have been made to address desync during online multiplayer sessions. Rubber banding is less likely to occur when moving or sprinting immediately after a match starts. Ammo, equipment, and grenade counts are more consistent after entering and exiting a vehicle. On the map Behemoth, players are now less likely to experience rubber banding while using the grapple shot to pick up a weapon from a power weapon pad. Vehicles are now less likely to desync when players use the repulsor against them. And melee attacks are more now more likely to register while holding a power seed. Four out of those five things are basically related to big team battle. And the other one happens at the very beginning of a match. 
Desync, desync. I mean, I, mean, it does I wish it doesn't stink anymore. But <laughs> desync still exists for basic multiplayer. I will say this because I switched over to PC, uh-huh. and for a while, when I would get repulsed, it would basically rubber band me, like my screen was like shaking, you know, like all the way back. Sure, I haven't had that happen since. When I get repulsed, it's a clean repulse now. Good. So that's good. Maybe this has, I want to say unintentionally bled into other areas, but since they're not actively stating it, it's hard to say. That's it. That's the big thing. And I don't want to like, I'm not trying to dunk on any developer over at 343 for doing the work that they do. It's just when we literally played last night and I'm having massive inconsistencies in frame and like frames in lag in Shots registering and melees registering, all this stuff, right? And this was in BTB. Let's keep that in mind, right? Yeah. Um, desync is still a major issue in the game. Um, and like, it's exactly like you fucking said. I can only go based off of what they provide in their official documentation, right? Yep. That's it. And those five bullet points were all that were there. So I don't. This is why I say all the time, I don't want people to get their hopes up thinking that something's just going to be fixed when they say, oh, we have networking improvements for what? There you go. Visual players no longer experience extremely bright lighting while playing on the multiplayer maps, Argyle and Detachment. Oh, yeah. Thank God that bug's been fixed. Yeah, it never happened to me, but man, that, that's rough. I remember the clips right before Charlotte. You know? with, the one with APG too. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. They're fucking awful. Um, audio, the volume of other players using a nearby kinetic launcher or gravity lift has been increased. Voice lines and other players firing weapons now have less of an impact on the volume of firing your own weapon. The volume of both projectiles barely missing the player and the volume of proje- uh, projectiles impacting a nearby surface has been increased. Slight adjustments to various sound effects for the following weapons and equipment, cinder shot, uh, PP battle rifle, commando sidekick, heat wave and repulsor. Uh, blah, 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 blah. But here's the big one. So Carnage says he can't hear footsteps at all anymore. Let's talk about that real quick. To provide flanking players with more confidence that their footsteps are not revealing their location to others, the following adjustments and improvements have been made to traversal sound effects. Reduce the max distance at which players can hear enemy footsteps. The volume of nearby enemy footsteps has been increased Although I think Hoaxer said he can't tell the difference there, but there's that. Enemy footsteps are now affected by a focus feature. This focus feature will allow for out-of-sight enemies to have a better chance at flanking players. Enemy footsteps now sound more muffled when obstructed from the player's point of view. Additionally, the volume of obstructed enemy footsteps has been adjusted to better reflect when enemies are at a different height, lower or higher. New sound effects for obstructive footsteps has been added to provide a more realistic sense of whether enemies are in another room, and additional surface sound effects have been implemented so that enemy footsteps are less repetitive. Lot of fucking work on footstep audio. It's interesting. So if they're like, I can just remember playing on Aquarius, you could sometimes be on flag and you could hear someone running in util, right? Yeah. I get it. If they're running, you should be able to hear that. They're technically out of sight. Yeah. But if they're crouch walking, I mean, I, or at least slow walking, I get it. Yeah. Kind of. 
Um, Carnage says, I think they just broke the footstep out of you all together. I don't fucking know. Repo- uh, file a ticket. I'll have to pay more attention when I play because I, I didn't notice anything. There you go. But I wasn't actively listening. trying to search it out. Yeah. I hear you. Known issues, visual, when the target frame rate setting is set to 120 FPS on Xbox Series S and X, the frame rate does not exceed 90 FPS. But guess what? A patch has been sent out. It's live right now, and it fixed the frame rate issue on Series S and X consoles. It improves stability when navigating customization menus on Xbox Series X and S consoles. Although... While this fix reduces the likelihood of the game crashing while navigating customization menus, there is ongoing work to address reports of low frame rates in these menus. And that's still being fucking worked on. There's no longer a slight delay between dropping objective objects such as the flag or oddball and switching to a weapon. This change should improve the viability of the flag juggling strategy. Thank fucking God that got fixed. And then when playing on Xbox One consoles or on PC, friendly and enemy Spartans will now appear more consistently on Forge maps. Good. HCS item location changes for season three. This is by Tashi. Aquarius, pulse carbines replaced with bandit rifles. Argyle, pulse carbines replaced with bandits. Um, live fire, the mangly dangly has been replaced with the sidekick. Assault rifle and little window has been replaced with the bandit. And drop wall has been replaced with shroud screen. On recharge, the mangly dangly has been replaced with the sidekick. And sword has been replaced with repulsor from blue pipes. And on streets, the assault rifle and cafe has been replaced with the bandit. The pulse carbine and PD has been replaced with the AR and thrust has been replaced with the shroud screen. Um, Carnage says, I've just taken notice that people run up behind me now without a sound. It's crazy. Footsteps are one of the most important audio cues. I can understand that. All that talent. Welcome back. Always great to catch live show. Keep it up, fellas. You keep it up as well. Thank you for being here. Greatly appreciated. Um, Kudos says phase lost a series due to renegade, not being able to juggle the flag. No one talked about that. Three, four, three cost of the team from winning. What do you mean? You want to elaborate further? Kudos moving on. Um, I'm not going to read all of this because that's a lot, uh, but it's in the show notes of the show. If you'd like to, um, well, yo, what's up kills. Happy Saturday to you as well. Welcome back. The HCS 2023 spring at tournaments compete now. This is by the HCS. The entire calendar for North America, Europe, Mexico, and Australia, New Zealand for the upcoming online tournaments are all there. Go check it out. Google Doc of the show notes of the show, exclamation point show notes chat. Or if you're tuning into the audio show or the YouTube, Bob, it's in the description. But the HCS Open Series will feature weekly tournaments in all regions where competitors can sharpen their skills by competing for cash prizes and HCS points because the points slightly matter more now. So there you go. Registration is always free. Grab your squad and sign up in your region over at FaceIt. And here is the note. In year one, our philosophy was that HCS points meant very little in comparison, not only to land placements, but also to placement at specific tournaments. We think that, in retrospect, the pendulum swung a bit too far away from points. This year, we're going to have a more balanced approach where you'll see that points, and thus consistency for players and teams across the season, have more weight than they did in year one. This means that it'll be crucial for competitors to throw down in the HCS Open Series they can stack up HCS points and ultimately qualify to make it to the upcoming HCS LAN tournaments. And then there's a spiel about 
partnered team tournaments where really they're just fucking online supers. So whoop-dee-doo-dah, yippity-yay for that shit. And then the HTS Global Invitational at DreamHack, um, because that's the first event in Texas this year of three. It's on June 2nd through the 4th. This year, we're introducing a brand new type event type and format, which will be used for two events on the roadmap, one at DreamHack and one in Salt Lake City with our partners at Space Station Gaming. For these events, we're bringing 16 of the world's best teams to the stage to play for their share of $125,000. In terms of competitiveness, we're expecting these to be as exciting as majors and a great way to see which teams are the best in the world in that moment. DreamHack Dallas qualifiers take place in all regions on May 21st. The top teams from each region's qualifier will earn an invite to DreamHack Dallas. North America is the top two. EU, Mexico, and Australia, and New Zealand are the top one per region. And then following the qualifiers, the remaining top teams with the most HCS points will earn the remaining spots. From North America, that's top eight teams. And from the EU, that's the top three teams. So yes, in the Mexican and Australia, New Zealand regions, one team from each will go. That's literally it. Um, does anyone know if it, all top eight teams will play tomorrow in the open? No. It's whether or not they sign up. It's up to them. I mean, we saw what? We saw FaZe and Optic not compete. Yeah. SSG was like the top three, four team that did. Yep. Yeah. So that's correct. There you go. Imperian flag against Optic at Charlotte. Renegade was running. Uh, then he began to walk slow and the flag seemed heavy and kept dropping it due to the flag glitch. Is what it is, man. Optic won. Who cares? Moving on. They'll be back. They'll be back stronger. All teams will. So like I said, this is going to be, we talked about it after Charlotte. This is going to be the phase optic show for the fucking foreseeable future. It is what it is. That's technically it for the competitive news, but you don't need to hit the button yet because technically I'm including these in the competitive news. Okay. okay? Because I don't have screens set up for these next quote unquote segments. Time to return to Tashi's tantalizing tidbits. Spartan said, would HCS be willing to survey and talk about the format of best of threes, fives, and sevens? Best of three would be objective, objective, slayer. Best of five, objective, 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 slayer. And then uh, best of sevens, he mistyped in his tweet, would be objective, 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 slayer, objective, slayer. So slayers are too heavily weighted in the series right now. Tashi said, it's come up from time to time, and we've talked about it internally some over the years. We'd be open to talking about it again, but I wouldn't expect to change right now. And there you go. Thank you, Welchie. Phaser registered for tomorrow's 2K. We'll expect them to take it home. Voltred asks, for curiosity, since now dev maps can be edited and forged, does that mean simple updates on maps, such as changing weapons on racks, can be made faster? Tashi said, yeah, that's the idea. We'll have to wait to see if, if that comes to fruition, you know. But it's kind of nice. <laughs> you can finally yeah. edit dead maps and forge. Jesus fucking Christ. Jacob Geyer asks, please, dear God, add more maps to all modes and playlists, but in particular, ranked. No reason we can't be playing other maps that aren't in the league, but are totally worth the exploration and gameplay changeup. See, ladies and gentlemen. And this is not meant, the reason why I'm including Jacob's question in here is because this is literally what Tashi talked about before. Well, 
the ranked playlist is like, what did he say? 90 to 95% of the HCS experience. Yes. The point is to allow for more involved in the ranked playlist. It exactly points to why I believe there should be a separation and there isn't, but whatever population. Meh. Uh, but I included this question because there are a lot of people out there like Jacob that want more in ranked. There's a lot. And Tashi said, agreed. They are working on it for ranked. I mean, detachment's already back, so you get to play that disaster. But hey, you do you. What's up, Riz? Welcome back. Give you get back catalyst flag. They did say that, uh, that it's a possibility that catalyst could come back. Um, and then high tech redneck from a Twitch chat of Tashi's asked, is there any chance we ever get CTF with three caps to win for ranked games last way too long playing to five, almost never have one that doesn't go to time. And Tashi replied live saying, yes, that is on the way. That's all he said on it. He didn't say which maps. He didn't say when he didn't say timeline, anything. He just said, yes, that is on the way. Okay. Um, but I, that's a stark Beth. Welcome back. That is a stark contrast to what he said a few episodes ago of this show where we did a Tashi's tantalizing tidbit segment, um, where he said, we'll look at it after Charlotte, but nothing to say right now. Well, it's after Charlotte. Clearly they've been looking at it and it sounds like it's on the way. You love to hear it. Um, now I would stop there, but, um, Beth also included, and Beth, I did not find them before we started recording, so I'm just going to mention them right now. Um, Beth said that there are no, so this is, this is paraphrasing what Tashi said, but he said there's currently no plans to add an H5 Magnum to infinite, and unfortunately also no plans to add a veto system for ranked. Okay. And then elaborating on it further, um, in regards to the H5 Magnum being added, he said, this is what Beth said. Basically, there's no cur- there are currently no plans for that. The bandit is as close as you're going to get. Okay? Okay. And frankly, I like that statement because, man, do we have a topic to get to later. Um, so that's it for Tashi's tantalizing tidbits. Now it's time for a new segment that I'm calling Snake Bites Stimulating Statements. Yes. So Snakebite went to Twitter and said the following. First up, talked about this recently and wondering what you all think. Does anyone else feel like good maps are just a thing of the past? In every past Halo I've played, I was excited when certain maps showed up. feel like this title has zero, and it's a problem across other games as well. Will. Interesting. As somebody who heavily played 5 and yeah. heavily plays Infinite, so you have two main halo titles to go from would you say the map consistency is drastically different from five to infinite or did you did you like the maps in five what did you think oh that's a great question i think the one map i liked i could say i actually liked in five was cat or not catalyst uh coliseum i love coliseum as well I was thinking maybe true truth, but after a while, nope. 
It's funny you say that. Inverted Orange, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Says Aquarius is fun, but it's just another midship. Speaking it, of truth. It, it is. <laughs> Aquarius is just a redesign of midship. Um, it really does have that feel, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of even other games, not even Halo games, because he says it feels like a problem in most games. Yeah. Um, I will say this, that like even Valorant, right? They Smiley, out, I'm with you. Go ahead. Valorant came out with like three or four maps at the start. Yeah. And those maps got stale really quick. I don't like, like Icebox. No, I, I didn't like Icebox no. either. Um, the new ones they've added seem pretty cool, though. I haven't played in a long time, but the new ones they've added seem fucking dope. They're different. They're di different for sure. Um, so is it a problem in gaming? Is it a Halo problem that... The maps. I don't. I don't even know where to start with this because it's so subjective to the person. It really is subjective. It absolutely is. Like somebody coming in for the first time and playing Infinite, not playing another Halo game, might think that the maps are amazing, right? But at the same time, another person playing Infinite for the first time, not playing any other Halo, could think that the maps are awful. Yeah, it's it's literally up to the user's preference. I mean. I do like streets. I like streets as well. I think streets is good. Um, live fire is always interesting. I think it, you know, you have your three main lanes. Jesus Christ. Ikuza. Welcome back, by the way. Uh, Waka. Welcome back. Waka Chang. I uh, like, what are your thoughts on, on that? I, uh, I, guess I don't know how to respond. I, oh man. You know, I don't, again, personal preference thing. For me, personally, I think it's because I have so much reverence for 3 that, like, 3 to me has the best maps in any Halo title, right? But then a, a player who, like, Silos, who adores CE, would think that CE has the best maps. Or, like, Dave, Heavy Rainfall, loves Halo 2 and CE, for that matter, but, like, maybe he thinks that Halo 2 has the best maps, Right? It's just, it's, it's all subjective. It's all opinions. I'll say this too. When those games, one, two, three were coming out, we were yeah. much younger. Yeah, We've yeah. been playing games for a long time now. Maybe the maps aren't any worse or better than they've been this whole time. Those are the maps you just learned to like because they were the first thing you experienced or the early thing you experienced. That's a good way. It's a good take. Good take. I will say Oasis, the new BTB map fucking slaps. It's, it's a good BTB map. And like, I am not, I'm not a BTB guy, but that map fucking, that map fucks. Yep. I caused some controversy here, but I, I really don't like any of the Halo two or three maps just because I'm a newer Halo player. That's fine. It's not my style. That's fine. That's pretty, for those who are new and don't know, Will got his start with five. So like he, and you even talk about like going back and trying to play MCC. It's, it's not it. For you. Not, not for me. Yeah. And that's perfectly fine. Um, Ghana, welcome back. Kenny, welcome back as well. So, yeah. I like the question. I think it's all subjective. I think, I also think from a snakebite perspective, and I don't want to speak for him. This is like me trying to look into his mind, right? And like you mentioned about us playing a lot of games, right? Yeah. Is that maybe because 
a snake bite, maybe because a lethal, and again, I'm not trying to talk for anybody, but like these, these pro players have been around for a very long time and they've played so many FPSs over the years that things have just become stale because you've been playing things for so long. Yeah. Maybe I'm, that's it. I don't I'm, know. I mean, Aquarius is a good map, but like, uh, I forget who said it earlier. It's a midship remake. Yeah. If you had no prior knowledge of midship or truth, you might be like, oh, this map's kind of awesome. Yes, he did, Juan. Sorry to answer for you. Oh, well, I can't even, I can't see it anyway. He said, so. Will, did you then subsequently get into Halo Esports from Halo 5 and on? Yes. Indeed dandy. Indeed dandy. Um. So, oh, Beth, yeah, isolation's fucking awful. The fucking sphincter is the only redeeming quality of that map. <laughs> that map is so fucking bad. Don't you just love playing CTF on that map? Dude, that map is awful. Isolation, in my opinion, is awful. I I can't I can't stand it at all. And but oddly enough, it's funny because um like Carnage said that he prefers symmetrical maps. I also like prefer symmetrical maps from like a competitive standpoint. Um, even though like I love a high ground, I love a uh last resort, stuff like that. But regardless. I, one of the reasons I fucking hate isolation is because it has a ghost on it. Yep. And I know there's rockets bottom mid, but the fact that that ghost exists at all just irritates the living shit out of me. That, oh, that map is awful. Do you think if they added narrows, it'd be hated? No, I don't think if they added narrows, it'd be hated. The, the problem here too inverted, and this, this isn't like just, this isn't to attack you or anything like that, but the problem is that Again, rose-tinted glasses, right? Shooting star, welcome. Here's my here's my problem. Rose-tinted glasses. You look back, um, Uncle Pumpy with the gifted sub. Whoa! Thank you so much for the gifted sub. Here's my problem with the rose-tinted glasses is that you look back and you're like, oh my God, I would love to see Coliseum and Infinite. Oh my God, I'd love to see narrows i'd love to see lockout i'd love to see midship i just i'd love to see all these maps in infinite the maps were made at that time for that game for that for those mechanics of that game every halo plays differently every single one of them and now that we've gotten with halo four and five going more the advanced movement route and then halo infinite bringing things back slightly it's things would have to be remade. Like it's not, it, you can't do a one-to-one and I know they did the pit. You can, I know they did Arga. I mean, not Arga. I know they did Empyrean. I know that, but they made some updates to it. So if you wanted to bring these old maps into the fold, they would have to remake them for the mechanics in the sandbox that infant allows. Could you imagine on narrows having a grapple shot, a repulsor or even a shroud screen now. Oh dude, it'd be insane. Yeah. It'd be insane. You could, you could man cannon and then grab a grapple, grapple Grapple. mid man cannon to get somewhere. It'd be, it'd it'd be insane. Like it'd be really cool, but it could also be game breaking. You know, I don't know, man. It's weird. Um, Waka says, I think there's more emphasis put on safe spaces for new player retention now. We used to get clapped until we could hang. Maybe there's more true uh, true of COD than Halo, though. I don't know, man. I Skill-based matchmaking, 
has always been a thing. It's always been a thing. Didn't, wasn't there, there, we talked about it a long time ago, but didn't it even exist back in like Halo 2? Yes, it's always existed. In some capacity, it has always existed. True skill has like always existed. Uh, Melted, welcome back, says, no chance they could get the man cannons to work correctly. Can't even get the lifts on pit to work. Dude, we don't even need to fucking talk about that. They're awful. Holy shit. Yuck. You get stuck so much. Yep. I played, and it's not even like, I've, I also played another Forge map where it, they just fucking, it's, oh my Sp- God, it's if, bad. If, if you need to get out of one, spam crouch and hold forward. It's just so bad. It's so bad. That's how I did it. It's so bad. Um, And Juan, like, I know we're, you were talking to Beth in that comment, but I just want to add, like, that's, it's a, one of the reasons why I love doing the show with Will uh, is that you did come in with five. So you have that perspective of more of a fresh mind from the competitive perspective of coming in with the advanced movement of five. Well, me coming in, watching like old from halo two and three, like that, that's I, yeah, I love you. That's all I'm getting at. The second point, um, the second statement for snake bite was thought this for a while now would like to hear everyone's thoughts. When and why did Halo become obsessed with its sandbox going into competitive settings? Obviously, it's post-2010, and I've always wondered why they tried to replicate years with the smallest success. And don't get it twisted. I love the casual side of Halo. It's just been a different trend post-2010 when we were sold on the idea of both needing to be the exact same, and I think it, I think it hurts both sides of the game. Use the Mangler as a prime example. I have a simple statement for this and it was said in a different statement earlier in chat but I'm going to use it in this statement player retention and that goes in a couple ways player retention from a standpoint of having a not like not separating the ranked in the HCS experience from a game like in the game specifically right Keeping them together, player retention in the playlist, in the population, there's that side of it. The other side of it is, and all the pros, okay, I always feel like I need to preface this. Not a professional player. I talk about the professional aspect of this title. Spectators want to see the entire game being utilized. Spectators want to see the entire sandbox being utilized. With, yeah. Um, to add on top of that, most of your hype moments aren't from a BR kill. They're from a, I, I get snipes always been there, but like, you know, a shotgun or heat wave coming up and, and just blasting through a, a few people to take a stronghold back or whatever. It's a repulse like, nade back at somebody. Yeah. The, yeah. The, um, you know, it's part of the, the outside sandbox, but technically the stalker and the shock rifle, great precision weapons that really bring hype moments to games. Um, shooting stars. There's no way that the bandit rifle will bring more competitively engaging matches. Sorry. Can't fool me. Like I said, we'll get to that in our topic. Don't worry. I'm basically with you on that standpoint. Um, yeah, it's it's in a word. It's more entertaining when you have more of the sandbox being utilized at the highest level of play. 
Yeah, you get variety in the match. Exactly. From a from a pro level perspective, I completely understand that you want less in the sandbox because you want the emphasis to be on the skill of the gunplay being utilized. I respect that wholeheartedly. But at the same time, times have changed. Right? I'm not saying it works for better or worse depending upon the side of the spectrum that you are, but times have changed. We're not like, and snakebite, not to twist your words or anything, but you're right. We're not in 2010 anymore. We're not, we're not pre 2010. And I know you say that they're trying to replicate yours with the smallest success, but for me, it's as somebody who enjoys watching top level play, I'm not going to be one of those fucking schmucks out there that says, oh, just get good with the sandbox. They are good with the fucking sandbox. Oh, yeah. Duh. That's not their problem. Okay? It's never been their problem is getting good with the weapons that are on the map. They're great with them. To that statement, too, um, years with less success. I think that's very skewed to look at because what esports was back then it's not as big as it was now halo had so much of the market share of what esports was that the expanse and all the games that have come out have drawn people in other directions that it's very possible that we're never going to get back there because of the way the industry has gone and i know people say well call of duty has always, you know, increased and gotten better. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Call of Duty such has such a um, bigger, what do I want to say, even just like pop culture than Halo, like, or just normal. I think Call of Duty is more of a household name. Oh, yeah. Than Halo. It's one of the top selling games every year. Yeah. And, and just like everybody gets caught. Not everybody. I didn't. But, you know. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know it's, what I mean? Yeah. Like, but, I mean, you play Warzone, though. Like you've yeah. played Warzone. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I mean every everybody fucking knows about Call of Duty. Um Inverted Orange says, I think that's what the pros don't want. They don't want to get out of jail free weapon. Absolutely. Absolutely. They want pure gun skill. Yes. Absolutely. I, I can agree with that. And we're gonna talk about uh like the shroud screen being implemented as well and equipment use in the sandbox. Like we'll talk about that further as well, because that that's a that is it. They want it to be based off skill alone. They don't want it to be based off of variables that are outside of their control. That's where a lot of these inconsistencies come into play. And that's where a lot of the disconnect happens between the com- the casual community, the just ranked community, and the competitive community. You know? Like, yeah. the disconnect is, is deeper than people may realize. It's, you know, there it is. And then the third piece was CDL increasing in viewership despite many not loving the game upon release. Here are three things they have done right. One, well-designed ranked play that has increased their day-to-day viewership due to pro players and creators jumping on consistently. Two, weekly uh, scheduled matches to keep interest over a long period of time and creating storylines for majors. Three, personalities that are now carrying the scene due to the foundation they've built. The first two are were easily achievable for any game. We struggle for the third, but with the right steps, that foundation for players to stick around could be built. 
The only thing I'm going to say is this, and I've said it before infinite released and you can hold me to this. Halo will never be where it used to be. I just don't think it ever will. And I don't want that to be the case. I would love Halo to be the cream of the crop. I would love for Halo to overtake Call of Duty. I would love for that to happen. Like in a fucking perfect world scenario, that'd be amazing, right? It's never going to happen. Sorry, just never going to happen. So I don't have much else to say. That's literally it. It's never going to happen. What do you think? Um, oh. <laughs> sorry. Weekly matches, sure. You know, keep people interested, but bring the pro league back, you fucks. But with the way things are, is that an oversaturation? Or are you gonna tune into every weekly match? I know a lot of people would. And I'm just gonna say, like, not to shit on your yeah. statement. I just know a lot of people would because. What what's our thing about consistency, right? Is that those that remain consistent bring in like more people, right? If you sure. if a league has consistent scheduled matches week over week, you know it's gonna happen, you know where it's gonna be, you know where to tune in. Plain and simple. And now that we have the open series back, like LVT is doing everything that they can to fucking keep that train rolling from a broadcast perspective because the HS isn't fucking doing it. True. And the HS like from the first week of the open series, they rarely tweeted anything out and now they are, but they rarely tweeted anything out before. So they're getting better at that. Now it's just another reason why we're never going to be back to where we were. Sorry. Continue with, with, Okay, so if we do weekly matches, online play, mm-hmm. which is always iffy as it is. Oh, God. Um, who do you include? What do they play for? Because you already have open series. Points! <laughs> well, there's well, they ar- matter now! They, somewhat. <laughs> Points, seeding, sure. But then you get a lot of open teams that are never going to get a chance because points are going to stack so much. So that's why back in the H5 days, you had the pro league and then you'd have relegation as right. well. So you'd have that opportunity. And this is what I loved about it. And I mean, we could go down the rabbit hole of, oh, the HCS to do something like the challenger series, you know, like call of duty does, but that's realistically the open bracket at major events. So yep. what, are, what are you going to do? Um, but the thing that I loved about the halo five pro league is that we did have relegation to where like the bottom two teams um, at the end of the pro league season were put into the relegation match where they played the top, op- like the top AM teams that came through. And if they beat whoever won in that scenario would either be bumped up to the pro league or drop down to relegation or drop down to the, the quote unquote AM side of things. Like that's, I would love to have something like that back in the fold because you're right. If it's just a pro league or we just have weekly scheduled matches of the top teams competing, where are these other teams having the ability to pop up? And maybe that's where, maybe that's where you do have like a, a pro series for the top teams, the open series that LVT broadcasts and they're the official broadcast partner of it, you know? Yeah. And so you have the HCS broadcast, the pro league, 
LVT broadcast in the open series, and then you have an opportunity for those top open series teams to fight against the top or fight against the lower seeded pro teams, make their way into there, keep going. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and yes, f- uh, fresh. I understand. Also, welcome back to the live show. Yes, I've we've talked to him about that. It's not. I know pro league is never going to fucking happen, but it's besides the point. Yeah. But you're. I guess you are right in saying having consistent viewership. Like if the Halo channel's live on Twitch, it's possible more people can be like, oh, some esports are going. Some esport is going on today. Maybe they haven't tuned into Halo before, but it's the only thing happening. Right. And they, they start watching. And they, if you have that consistency, then when you go on Twitch and you're look like you said, when you're looking for something to watch and you see that the game has more viewers than normal, I guess you could say, you could be like, oh, what's going on in Halo? Why is that game a little bit higher up in the Twitch directory? And you'd be like, oh, Pro League. Oh, I watch a Pro League in fucking Apex or whatever it is. You know, yeah. I want to tune into that. It just gives that opportunity for more eyes to be on it, that the opportunity doesn't exist right now. It's just a pain in the ass. And then uh, Shooting Star, I just want to say real quick, like, in the whole intent here is to never shit on them. It's never to shit on 343. It's never to shit on the HCS team. We understand resources are heavily limited. We know that. We know that there's budget, uh, budgetary constraints. We understand that, right? The problem is, is that, like, when you go to a major, it's amazing. The vibes are immaculate. The the hype is incredible. The players are awesome. The plays are amazing, right? It's just a whole vibe. Like going to a major, going to an event is amazing. But the problem right now is that we have nothing to carry that forward after a major has concluded. We have the open series and LVT does an amazing job at what they do. Okay. This is never to tear down what they do because they do amazing work. But that's all we have is the open series. And pro teams aren't required to play in it because we don't have a pro league. These are things that, while I understand probably can't happen due to budgetary constraints, due to scheduling conflicts, due to whatever it is, it's just a fucking shame that we don't. Because I hate sitting here and saying that we're never going to be where we used to be. But it's things like this that keep happening or that keep not happening that prove that we're never going to be back to where we were. Uh, Fresh says they do have to play in it now because points matter more in the entire open now. But that's the thing is that if you have, they don't necessarily have to. Because if they have enough points to have a high enough seed or to get where they want to go or whatever it is, then they don't need to compete. It's not a requirement in their contract. It's there's no. Do you see where I'm coming from? Like optic probably got enough points from the major that they might not have to compete in every single one of these opens. Right. Like that's the thing. And people want to see an optic competing. That's. And then you could flip the coin, right? And say, well, you know, optic aren't helping either by not playing. Like they're not helping the scene grow by not playing. I'm not trying to put words in people's mouths. It's just like the thing you see, right? It just sucks, man. It just sucks. Optic playing the open the other day. No, 
They didn't play in the one that just happened. They didn't play in the open series from last week. Um, Fresh says, I think Optics said they do need to compete because uh, it's a 70, 75% point decay after the major. Well, then they fucking should. If FaZe and Optic believe they will always get uh, top six in a qualifier, they never have to play in the open. I'm. Just, it's just, there's, yes, the points matter more, but... This is why Pro League in five was so fucking good because there was a lot more at stake. You had, you literally were like those bottom two teams were literally fighting for their spot to stay in the pro league. Like there were actual stakes at play. And now it's just, is there an AM team that can make a splash online? Yeah. That's that's all. That's all, man. All right. That's it for the competitive news. And the additional two segments that we just added. <laughs> well, it's time for Rostermania. All right, Rostermania. Oh, yeah, <clears throat> Basically, what's going on with MetaPro over here? Oh, man. God damn. Okay. Uh, 310.23. Uh, I think this is a tweet that came out, and it says, Septify, Immortally, Super CC, and Swish. They basically announced a second team. Yeah. Yes. Of the four players that you just mentioned. On the 10th of March. And then six days later, Swish puts out a tweet. FA, I guess. Literally after the Open Series. Uh, Okay. Yep. (laughs) And then Command Station. Roster mania will continue to always roster mania. Uh, she is put out looking for team of two or team of three currently under salary with meta pro gaming. So they have two teams. Interesting. Yes. Oh boy. Do we know when the command station tweet went out? I didn't see a date. Uh, if you click on it, it'll open. You can find out the 14th. 14th of March. So four days ago. So, I mean, with <laughs> command station, just going up to play in Swish's spot and they're getting rid of the two teams. Fresh said Swish got dropped for Bohm. He said on oh. stream today. Oh, there we go. There we go. Two different teams and only com- uh, command station is still part of meta. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Totally makes sense. I will say not to, you know, okay. I don't fucking care anymore. Uh, I said, Huge, like when this, when that initial roster was announced with Command Station and Lake Heart, I said huge congratulations to them and I meant it. Like that's awesome. Like they deserve the representation. Love seeing more women coming up in the space and they play phenomenally well. But when I saw their teammates, so Command Station, I am wishing you the absolute fucking best. Sincerely, I am. I want you having God tier teammates alongside you. Make a fucking run. Would love to see it. That's all I'll say on that. All right. And that's all we have for Roster Mania. Sick. Upcoming turns of the week is ended by noobcombat.com. Check out noobcombat.com for all your Halo Esports needs. Thursday, March 16th, we have the HCS Open Series. Uh, we actually already took place. I'm an idiot. On Sunday, March 19th, the HCS Open Series continues for uh, regions.
Go check them out. That's all I got. That's it for your upcoming series. The was by NoobCombo.com. For all your Halo sports needs. But before we continue on, Will, uh, I'm actually going to make sure that that's it. Uh, okay. The Lady Spartan Series qualifier number one is today. Mentioned that earlier as well. Um, and then, yeah, the Open Series. Bada bing, bada boom. There you go. That's it. Scrim Tournament League recaps. Will, what do you got? All right. Money Tuesday results. Yes. Um, game one. Aquarius V2. So V2 settings, right? With the bandit and thrust. E- that, yeah. Are there bounds maps? I can't remember. Either way. Uh, 25-19. Going to Renegade and Bound. Yep. Game two. 25-20. Renegade and Bound. Game three. I should say, uh, game two is recharge. Game three on Empyrean, twenty-five to seventeen to Renegade and Bound. Okay, I'm going to be an asshole for game four. Go ahead. Game four, twenty-five, twenty-four to Stellar and Frosty. Here's why I become an asshole. I truly believe Renegade and Bound through that game. You do? Oh, absolutely. If you go back and go back and watch the VOD, folks, go back and watch the VOD. I fucking feel like they threw it. I don't know if it was just to keep playing more games or what, but they could, holy shit, they could have easily won that game. They were up by, how many kills were they up by? Like, all they fucking needed to do, like, seriously, all they literally needed to do was just run as a unit and just go kill one player. Like, they they could have easily won that game. But, hey, such as Halo Infinite. Go ahead. All right, game five, recharge, 25-15, Stellar and Frosty. Game six, Aquarius, 25-21, Stellar and Frosty. We have a game seven on our hands on live fire. And uh, went 25-14, Renegade and Bound. I, had, I knew they were going to win. From, as soon as the teams were announced, I'm like, you have basically the undefeated duo from five. Yeah. They're, they're, you, they're not losing this. There's literally no shot that they were losing the series. I don't care that it went to a game seven because I seriously feel like they could have easily won game four, but whatever. It's just interesting to me that it was like 25, 19, 25, 20, 25, 17. Okay. They're kind of getting around that 20 kill mark. Yeah. And And then then it it was super close and then not at all. And then not at all at the end. Yep. Like I said, I truly feel like they threw game four. Go back and watch the VOD. All right. Like, I think if Renegade pushed a player on sandbags and he had him one shot, and if Bound was right there, the game would have been done. Maybe like, they were just uh, going rogue. I'm just, I, they literally, all they had to do was stick together for one kill. But what? I'm not a pro. What? A, who do I know? Go ahead. All right. Moving on. The Esports Arena Series E. These are the results for March. Is that 6th? 8th? Anyway. Eighth. Oh, sixth. Jesus Christ, sixth. <laughs> In fourth place was GBX. This was Falcated, Falca- Falcated, Frosty, Renegade, and Tusk. Falcated. Fal- Falcated. Uh, Palm Villains took third. This is Diagram. Oops, I just scrolled on my laptop. Hang on. <laughs> diagram. Boobadoo, Avenue, and Suppressed. Second went to Native Red, which, of course, Soul Snipe, Druck, Manny, and... Spartan? Spartan filled in, yeah. Spartan filled in on yep. Native Red? What the? Uh, and then first place went to Aloha. 
This is Balm Huss, Precision and Ironical. Indeed, dandy. Next up, the European FFA Spring Series kickoff. 15th of March, this took place. Uh, I'm sure we'll run through them all. Eighth place went to Kimbo. Seventh, Warlord. Sixth, uh, is it Bastos? Mm-hmm. Fifth, Brainiac. Fourth, Glory GG's. Third, Lumizer. Second, Milzy. And first, going to, I'm going to say, Yumai. Or Yumei. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> okay. Next up, Ubernix and Oat Overnight Octagon. You want to say that last word again? Odegon. Odegon. Oh, oh, it's Odegon, guys. Yes. No. <laughs> Oats Overnight's Odegon. Why with the puns? Anyway. It's not my choice. Here we go. Third, fourth. I'm only going to run through the top four here. That's fine. Uh, what's that? Mortar. The true mortar? Yeah. And Bop in third, fourth. Second went to Sab and first went to Avenue. Very nice. There we go. That map looks sick, by the way. I just want to throw that out there. The Odegon looks sick. Is it the one that Ubernick created? It is a new one. It's a new one. And it's a new oh. one. Is it available sick. to play? Yeah. yeah it's fucking shit. Should be. Look that up. Go bookmark that shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, the Open Series, the HCS Open Series for Australia New Zealand. Um, fourth place went to Digital Nation. Third went to Vertex. Second, Mind Freak. And first, <laughs> DM off Wish. Okay. I don't know, man. Uh, open series for Mexico. Fourth place went to M&K Gang. Uh, third went to CNTJ. Second went to Six Karma and first Luminosity Gaming. I would never would have thought that was going to happen. Yeah. Just wait. There's more. All right. Open series for EU. Fourth went to... I always say this wrong. A Wobba Bobs. You got it. Okay. You got it. You don't even have to do it again. You got it. Yes. Third went to Dopamine. Second, Navi. And first, Quadrant. Holy shit. Who would have guessed that one too? And the open series for NA. Fourth, Cloud9. Third went to Space Station. Second, G1. And first, Native Gaming Red taking it home. Congratulations, Native Gaming Red. They dicked on Native Gaming White. (laughs) Gave him that fifth, sixth placement. Yep. The only thing I'm going to say here. Because I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, fucking Space Station, they're not it, blah, 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 blah. Guys, this is an online open series. Wait for DreamHack. They always play better online. Just wait for DreamHack. It's an online open series event. Not a lot on the line. Wait for DreamHack. You'll see. Cool. All right, uh, that's it for Tournament and League Recaps. Which means it's time for our topic of the week. Let's talk about the Bandit. What? Nothing. I'm yeah, there's no button you need to press. You're good, no man. You're button. fucking good. You're good. All right. Here we go. The Bandit. Is it a viable competitive starting weapon? No, it's not. Not in its current iteration. I also don't think it ever will be. But first, before I get into my tangent on this fucking weapon and its existence in the sandbox. Oh boy. 
Let's get into what some of the pro community has said. Callus, love him. Great man. This was part one. Okay. And let's, let's put some dates on this. Let's put some dates on this for real fun times. March 7th was part one. It's the day it released. The day it released. You'll notice a trend. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, great. oh yeah. You'll notice oh, a trend. Sweet. So day one, and this isn't to shit on Waz. Like this is, I, I'm using your tweet right now, but I feel it's necessary for the context of this topic. So Callis said on March 7th, the day the update released, it's so nice. Honestly, more than nice. Dopamine is back during 1v1s. Part of me is in limbo about D-Scope though. The way it is now without D-Scope, it makes the BR have a strong purpose as a pickup to be able to cross map. If D-Scope is brought in, in my opinion, we keep the smart scope distance. Okay. What about part two? This was callous. Part two. This is on March 9th. Two days after the update released. Oh, okay. Okay, the copium is settled. Bandit equals dopamine for up close mid-range 1v1s, but in my opinion, the maps play better with BRs. Bandit starts could take over, though, with a further zoom plus D-scope. No. The other elephant in the room is the bullet drop. Bandit feels useless versus a sniper on Pit and Argyle. You damn straight it does. Keep that energy. Renegade part one. <laughs> oh, I love this. I love it too, man. Renegade part one. When was this? Oh, March 7th. Bandit starts as meta. Renegade part two. When was this? March 14th. Never mind. <laughs> Took him a week. Took him a week, but we got there. We got there. Yep. Mickwin, love him, says, Bandit is cool, but some serious copium going on thinking that thing is ready to be a starting weapon. Weird projectile behaviors. The agility of the weapon feels very sluggish in the long reload speed. No D-scope. Can't believe we're even discussing going back to that hell. It can be better than the BR as a starting weapon, but it isn't currently. Hoaxer says, I'm about to be that guy, but we're in a DMR honeymoon phase, which is cool, actually, but that joint isn't starting weapon material by a long shot. <laughs> Basically, what I'm saying is bring back the carbine. Quit playing with me. I can agree with that statement. Eco says, update seems good. I'm just not sure why we decided to make a worse version of the DMR. Because it's not the fucking same gun! We'll just have to wait till year three. Single shot better than everything else. And then Spartan said, I sort of figured as much. It means it makes sense. I definitely hope that at some point this year that we see a bandit variant with a scope or D-scope and D-scope added so we can test that out. Bandit start eights were fun, but no point playing them really unless 343 can get a scope out ASAP. Tashi replied, the other thing to consider is that we'd want to balance the other items and probably maps too around this being the starting weapon. That's going to take time to play, test, fine tune and iterate. Spartan said, yeah, I mean, it honestly depends on how fast the scope and descope could be added. There's almost three months until the next land, so if it was soon, I feel there'd be time. If it wouldn't be anytime soon, then I agree. Tashi says, descope is an easier change, as I understand. Changing the model to add a scope is not trivial. And at this point, the team is already booked up with other work, so it'd be a trade-off decision. We're going to stay the course for this HCS season with the BR, but glad about the bandit love. Also, it need to be a content update to the release, which takes resources to put together and release, and there are trade-offs there, too, with other releases. So we can't always fit it perfectly into the HCS season. Okay! Now that the copium levels have gone away, 
and everybody takes their fucking rose-tinted glasses off, we can talk about what this weapon is and what this weapon isn't. And I want to preface, because I love prefacing things, my rant with the following statement. There was one individual on Reddit. Remember when I foreshadowed earlier in the show about don't listen to Reddit? Yeah. There was one individual on Reddit that got on that motherfucker's high horse and was like, you guys don't have, like, he talked about how um, people that have the ability to speak on these types of things versus those who don't. Motherfucker, it's an opinion. Anybody can speak on the topic because that's what opinions are, you fucking idiot. Moving on, the bandit rifle. What it is and what it isn't. What it is, is a short to mid-range weapon, a single-shot weapon, as a matter of fact, that is used in Halo Infinite Sandbox. What it is not is the Reach DMR. What it was never meant to be is the Reach DMR. Adding a scope to it, adding D-scope to it, which I believe should be a thing anyway, increasing the range of it are not the intentions of the fucking weapon. That was never the point. It was never designed to be that. I've been waiting for this all fucking week. I found it hilarious as soon as the update released and all these people were talking about, oh man, this could definitely be the starting weapon if it had this and this and this. It was never the point. That's that was never what the fucking weapon was designed for in the first place. Like Tashi said, glad you're happy. Like glad you like it. Glad you want more to change about it. Oh fuck. I understand there's a lot of pro players out there that don't like the BR in its current iteration, don't like a burst weapon being the starting weapon. I'm curious if you were able to pull the whole Halo community somehow. Sure. Ranked versus not ranked whatever. Like BR or single shot weapon. Like I feel like the BR wins that fight. I'm going to add to that too. And what no, no saying the bullet drop off, how it's not to be used at long range. I'm going to throw a scenario out there. Okay. Okay. Literally thought about this in the car today. Okay. Here's a scenario for you. You start the game. You're on Aquarius. You see the enemy spawn on the other side of the map. Or you're playing Halo 2. You spawn on midship. Or you play in Halo 3. You spawn on, I already forget the name of that midship remake. Why am I forgetting it? It doesn't fucking matter. No. No. Uh, Uh, Heretic. 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 You, guys, how infuriating would it be? Okay. How infuriating would it be? To see somebody across the map 
and not be able to do damage to them in any environment, pro level or not. And I'm not saying you have to, I'm not saying behemoth where you're fucking base to base and you're trying to shoot somebody across the map. I'm not talking about that on these smaller maps that the range of the bandit still doesn't hit. How infuriated would you be that you couldn't get damage down when the whole point is to shoot at your enemies? It'd be fucking bad. You're calling out to your teammates that, Oh, there's an enemy car too. And nobody can get them because the bandit doesn't reach that far from where you're spawning or where you're at. Beth, you said it perfectly. This is going to be the perfect starting weapon. If it was completely different, that's I'm glad the copium levels have settled. I'm really, really glad me too, because when I was reading what people were saying and whatnot, I'm like, you guys don't fucking, I don't work for that company. I don't develop the game, but come the fuck on from the moment that it was introduced from the moment it was leaked. You knew what the fucking intention of the gun was, and it was never meant to replace or add the DMR to the fucking game. It was never the point. It is meant to be a midway point between the AR and the BR and be single shot in that regard. That it's AR is a short range weapon. Yes. I see people fucking peppering for mid range. It's an, it is a short range weapon. The BR is a medium to long range weapon. The bandit is right in between them. Oh my God. Carnage says, I get it's not the point, but the people who are running rampant with the idea of bandit starts don't seem to realize that it's not going to work with the limited range it has. How are you supposed to fight someone from Nestbridge that's on, uh, it's on B Hill and Life Fire? You literally have to rush into fights and put yourself in bad situations. So basically the gun is zero place and competitive. It does not have zero place in competitive. It does not. It has a place in competitive. As a secondary. Yes. Or... If you prefer the single shot of it and you use it at short to medium range, then go ahead, pick it up right off the rip and use it as your starting weapon. But it's not intended to be the starting weapon in comp. And if you add, now here's the thing, because I know people are going to come at me and be like, but it could be. That's the thing though. If it gets a scope, if it gets D scope added, if the range gets increased, it's not the same gun anymore. We're talking DMR. It doesn't, it doesn't fit the same purpose in the sandbox. You're asking for a completely different weapon to exist. That doesn't exist yet in the game because that's not the fucking intention of the gun. Thank you, Carnage, for clarifying. Yes, it has no place as a starter. Never did. It never did. And the other thing, I've seen the argument. I've seen the argument take place of, yeah, but, like, it sucks getting shot immediately off spawn cross map with with a BR. On the one hand... I can understand that. I've had it happen to me. It does suck. But at the same time, how would you feel if you could never do that again? 
That's where you got to learn just to move out of the way. You have, you have an advantageous position on a map, but you can't shoot somebody because your gun doesn't reach that far. I hated the Halo 5 pistols as a starting weapon. I'm on record as saying that many a fucking time. But you could cross map people with the Halo 5 pistol. The DMR is not, I mean the bandit, Jesus Christ. The bandit is not that gun. The bandit is not the DMR that you knew from reach. It was never meant to be that gun. And if you add D scope, which I, like I said, I believe it needs to be there. A scope and longer range of the bullets being fired. It's not the same fucking weapon anymore. And it defeats its purpose within the overall sandbox of the game. Ah, fuck. That's what I got on that. Okay. So I really had to get that off my chest. I'm going to hold hold that in for a while. I can tell. Yeah. Man. Ooh. Yeah. Sorry. Get it out there. Yeah. My bad. But no, um, I don't see it as a starting weapon either. And you, and, when Josh is saying it's not the same weapon, they might call it the same weapon if all those changes are made, but then it functions completely differently, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's it's not the same technical weapon. Mm-hmm. I I prefer the BR over the single shot. Same. He said, like Tashi said, like they'd have to change maps to revolve around that. That would be such an undertaking of the team that I don't think that's ever going to happen. That's that's so much work to basically redesign all the maps. I don't I don't see that happening with that, what they have right now. Thank you. That's just another fucking added layer to it. The game simply would not play the same if there were bandit starts. Or even just a single shot weapon start. Well, maybe with added range, like a single shot weapon start with added range or whatever it is. Like it actually if they actually add the DMR, then I think it would play similarly. But for the bandit, that's not the point. Yeah. Juan says, excuse me, I know this is a bit of a weaker argument, but I feel like the BR just looks and feels like Halo. Maybe it's nostalgia, but I feel like it's so fun to use and fun to watch being used. Can't always say the same for either the bandit or the commando. I will say this with me coming from Halo 5 as my start. I enjoy the BR over the H5 pistol. I have... I love you even more now. <laughs> Holy shit. It's... um. It's fun to use. It's satisfying. There is, as much as people say, there's there's still skill expression skill expression within the game, either by using other weapons or just being able to hit your shot. Not everyone can four, you know. Exactly. Like. Exactly, and I understand that. I understand that with the Halo Five pistol and single shot weapons in general you do need to hit those five shots perfectly in order to get the perfect kill. Mm -hmm. So there is inherently more skill to that. Um, but you know, let me put this out there then. Please do. Please do. Oh, real real quick, real quick. Smiley. Thank you for the gifted sub again. Jesus Christ. You get a, woo! go ahead. Will. so you put a single shot weapon back as the starting weapon. Yeah. God, no. 
But yes. In this scenario. Yep. Hypothetically speaking. You have players then that win fights just based off a of skill. Awesome for them. They can show their skill. Yep. Halo then, Halo Infinite then becomes less of a team game and more of a single player expression. You lose setups. You lose the identity of what Halo's been to more, I'm going to break the setup because I'm just, you know, I can shoot a little better. You know what I mean? Like, is that? I see where you're coming from. I'm going to disagree from the standpoint of Halo 5 existing. Because I still believe Halo 5 was a heavily team-based game. I mean, they all are to an right. extent. But with the advanced movement that was available and the single-shot mechanics, while it did allow players who had a better shot... That's tough, man. I see where you're coming from, that's, that's what I'm, I'm just putting it out there to see... Um, Carnage says, four shots to kill with a BR isn't like it's so easy everyone can do it. I was going to say, I mean... Granted, there are, you know, blank shots that get shot too, so. Yeah. But that's kind of besides the point. Small Daddy, welcome back. It's good to see you, bud. There you go. Daddy says, Will, you hit the nail on the head. Hmm. Says exactly what I'm feeling playing this right now. And he says, I'm really struggling to hit a headshot with this. I feel like uh, this would ruin competitive and just make it a series of 1v1s, not team play. And it, not not exactly what Callis said in one in his earlier statement, but uh, he did say like he feels that there's more added to one v one with the bandit. So there's that. Um, not related to the bandit though. I want to talk about equipment. Okay. Equipment and competitive. Okay. Does this come with the addition of the shroud screen? Yes. Okay. This comes with the addition of the shroud screen. So I want to talk about equipment being used in the HCS. This is more so like a direct relation to when Snakebite asked about the overall sandbox being more utilized post-2010. Okay? Okay. Because realistically, when you think about it, equipment wasn't this heavily used in a Halo title sans Reach. Because Reach, you would pick up the jetpack. Oh, yeah. And whatnot. So, like, you would pick up those. But, like... You never had a power drain from three being used in competitive. You never had the bubble shield from three being used in competitive, like stuff like that. You know what I mean? So this is the first real time where we're having legitimate equipment being used within the sandbox. So from a spectator mindset, okay, because I want to start with that from a spectator mindset and I typed this out. So bear with me. I personally love the addition of equipment for the most part. Okay. My counter argument to those that bring up that no other Halo was played competitively had equipment is that there is a more of a balance to the equipment in Infinite. For the example, uh, equipment having a set number of charges or a set amount of time being on the battlefield once deployed, i.e. the shroud screen. Yeah. Right? Go ahead. Keep going. Okay. Uh, On the other hand, I understand how it takes away from the competitiveness at the top level by adding randomness and unpredictability to the gameplay. Equipment usage at the top level can aid in forgiving a player that was in the middle of making a quote-unquote bad play. What I mean by this is, let me give you a couple examples, right? You have drop wall, okay? You can use it as an offensive or a defensive way, right? And typically what you see is um, a player may get, like, uh, pre-engagement, lay down a drop wall, then engage. On the other hand you may have an enemy getting shot at. They decide to turn around, prop a, drop, uh, put a drop wall down, 
And that couple seconds, or maybe they get the reversal or whatever, they could have been in a bad play. They get forgiven because of the equipment being used. That's just a singular example. Okay. That because I remember back in the Halo 4 days when Sprint was, or even Reach for that matter, when Sprint was introduced in Reach, and the one of the biggest arguments against it being in competitive was that it allows players to get away from making it, like, after they've made a bad player, if they made a bad engagement, they don't get, like, what's the fucking word I'm looking for? Bailed out? Yes, and they don't get, um... Oh my God. Why am I forgetting the fucking word, man? <sighs> Whatever. Yes. Punish. Thank you, Juan. Jesus Christ. Huh. They don't get punished for making the bad play that they made. We've had sprint and halo for so long. Now I think that argument's invalid at this point, realistically speaking. Um, yeah, we've, we've talked about sprint extensively. And yes. It's barely faster than the walking speed. Of exactly. The they fine tuned it enough that it just adds a little bit more to the gameplay. You're not really able to get away now. It is what it is. Um, and then from a shroud screen specifically, because that's the new equipment that's been added, uh, because a question was asked, like, how do you guys see it being used? How do you like it? And so on and so forth. I enjoy it for the most part. And I'm seeing it used more as a defensive um, area of denial or sightline denial play style. Not so mm-hmm. uh, I never, I, or rarely, I very rarely see it from a, an aggression standpoint. I realistically always see it from like a, like you're smoking, like in Valorant. Yeah. You know, um, it only lasts eight seconds, but like you see it as an area denial. Yeah. Sightline denial, whatever it may be with, uh, playing some ranked on live fire. It's heavily used to grab over shield because if you smoke or shroud screen, the over shield platform, it essentially screens people who are sitting, uh, top a, Mm -hmm or sandbags or, you know, anything from tower and brutes. Exactly. So, and I'm like, I'm curious to see how these shroud screen plays are going to happen on streets. Now that thrust has been replaced and making a play for rockets. Yeah. Because typically I see it. I see it a lot being used on B stairs, but uh, like, I, I'm excited to see how the shroud screens being utilized on more of an area of denial when teams are trying to set up for new rockets that are coming up. You know, I want to put this into play too with, with equipment then, um, it's always kind of been if you're buy it, grab it. Yeah. Is this something that the players now have to think about more and control those areas of the map with the shroud screen with the, specifically? With the shroud screen coming into play and how powerful it, it may or may not be. I definitely or something they should be keeping more in mind versus just kind of the oh, if you're buy it, grab it. I think I think that's what it should be moving forward. I think what's gonna separate an ability to separate good teams from great teams is exactly that type of mindset. Who on my team can better utilize this given the loadout that they have at that time? Can we use this in a scenario to get set up on an objective, to deny somebody an objective, to deny somebody a power weapon, to set up our team properly for a power weapon instead of what I feel like it is right now, which is the former, you spawn right there, pick it up right there because it's right next to you. Yeah. So, um, grapple is the one is the one equipment. A lot of pros prioritize. Absolutely. Because it gets you to a lot of places quickly and thrust. Yep. You can grab weapons, camo over shield. So much. Yeah. Objectives. So useful. Yep. 
Ungoy, welcome back, by the way. Um, so I like overall the equipment in the game um, because it adds to what makes infinite infinite. And I've, I've been seeing some statements around like, Juan, you, you mentioned like uh, the BR, maybe it's nostalgia, maybe not, but like the BR feeling like Halo. And, and I said it earlier, every Halo is different, right? Every single game is different, but every one of them has that feel of what makes a Halo game unique. And each one of them unique in their own ways. And I think, I hate, I fucking hate using the word all the time, but I truly believe that the sandbox that we have in this game makes this game unique. It makes it unique from a social perspective. It makes it unique from a ranked perspective. It makes it unique from a competitive perspective. It just, it makes the game what it is. And yeah, I like the equipment being there. But I also understand the counter-argument counter to it on players not being punished for the plays that they may or may not make. Yeah. Um, the one thing that the Shroud screen kind of brought to mind for me was that there's no real counter to it, right? Like a drop wall, you can shoot the little thing the, the, uh, that opens up on the bottom and, and immediately and, destroy it. Immediately destroy it. Yep. I mean, grapple, there's downtime, right? You're grappling. You're not actively able to shoot your weapon. Correct. And you're, and it recharges after a short period of time. So you can't use it immediately after. Right. So it's like seven or eight seconds that the, the shroud screens or wait, no, it's eight seconds that the shroud screen is deployed. Yes. And then it takes like another four or five seconds. To yeah. Recharge. For it to recharge. Yeah. Um, repulsor. Is there really a, there's a cooldown on it. There's a cooldown. But you're also exposed. Like, if you repulse, you are yep. exposed. Yep. I mean, you can shoot, but you're still exposed wherever you repulse to. There, There's give and takes, right? That's that's the beauty of it for me is that this isn't like a... um, This isn't like a bubble shield from Halo 3. Like, this isn't like a power drain from Halo 3. This isn't like the jetpack from Reach. This is... Set number of uses, set amount of time that things are on the map for after they're deployed. They have direct counters. It's, it makes the game what it is. It helps make the game what it is. Speaking of shroud screen, let's talk about what Carnage said here real quick. Carnage okay. says, today I was watching Lucid stream live fire. He has shroud screen in the, in, uh, the hill move to B. He shrouded big door from nest, picked up the repulsor and immediately dropped it for shroud again, and then shrouded cuts, essentially skipping the cooldown, allowing him to use two shrouds consecutively and pro provide himself and the team extra cover for the hill. Oh, nutty plays, man. Nutty plays. The shrouds counter is if you're inside, you can't see, but I agree. It's still a bit OP. Um, I, I like it and it, things will be fine tuned. Obviously like the, things can be tuned for it. Um, but no, I kind of like the idea of having a smoke. It's weird. It's kind of goofy for halo. Yeah. But it also adds to what makes infinite infinite, you know, it's going to change up the meta, which I'm excited for. Absolutely. I can agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. So variation in gameplay makes for a better Spectating experience and skill expression. There you go. Yep. And I saw comments about it earlier, but like if there's one person that knows how to utilize the sandbox better than a lot of fucking players, it's lucid. Oh yeah. And he, 
it, it feels to me, everybody has their gripes with the game. He has his gripes with the game. We all do, but it, it feels like he, he's a player, not the only one, but he is a pro player who really, um, not only utilizes the sandbox, but also like engages with it, appreciates it. I would say, yeah, I would say appreciates the sandbox. He wants to get better with everything that's being used on the map because he wants to be able to be viable with everything on the map. And that's, it's great. Smiley. What are you talking about? Um, Ungoy says, I watched an APG clip and he was hating on the shroud talking about how it guarantees power item grabs. It doesn't though. It doesn't guarantee power item grabs. You can nade through it. You can still get your damage down to that area. You can shoot through it. You can nade through it. You just can't see through it. It's literally a smoke. It doesn't guarantee it. It may make it more difficult. Like if you, if you shroud OS on live fire, like if you literally shroud it like on top of the pillar, Yes, it's going to be more difficult to understand who, where, like where people are coming from. But at the same time, play around it. Um, I've still killed one-shot players who deployed it trying to survive. That's the thing is that you can shoot through it. You can grenade through it. You just can't see through it. That's it. Infinite sandbox and gameplay definitely hit an interesting balance between uniqueness and core halo-ness. I enjoy it more than I don't. I agree. That's like the... Juan, that's like the perfect encapsulation of how that's, I feel about yeah. this fucking game. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's a, I love that statement. Should print that out, get it framed, and put it on a wall. <laughs> that's it right there. Smiley says, I was talking about Lucid earlier in the show when it came to the sandbox needing to be more in HCS. Smiley, I'm always reading chat, my man. Definitely uh, excited to see the plays pros make with it. Absolutely, Ungoy. Agreed completely. That's the thing is that we need to... I'm really excited to see what happens on land now. I say it all the time, but like these online tournaments are cool and all, but like seeing things being played on land when the stakes are at its highest and you see like a, an incredible shroud screenplay for the first time, like I didn't know fucking players could do that with it. It's shit like that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the, like the repulse 360 no scopes. It's those types of play that you see at a land environment. You're like, holy fucking shit. That's, Halo Infinite. Like, that's it. You know? It's those types of fucking plays that are like, oh, shit, that's super, super cool. Repulsing a nade back in an enemy when... And again, this, again, goes back to that counter-argument, though, of, like, a player kind of making a bad play, you know, and you're getting called out for it. You Like, an enemy throws a nade at you, and you should be dead in that scenario, but due to Infinite Sandbox having Repulsor, you have an ability to get yourself out of it it could make for a fucking really cool play from a spectator perspective. Um, Beth says the lucid discussion made me think of a podcast episode. That was a fun. Listen, the Flycast, cast and maniacs podcast at APG and trippy on this week's episode. It was a fun. Listen, I'll throw the link in the discord. You should, you absolutely should. Um, playing doubles on streets. It's the one thing that can really counter rockets. There you go. There you go. When you see what the pros do with the sandbox, it makes you want to be a better player and think outside of the normal setups. And that's the other thing too. There's there's something incredibly special 
think about this for a second. When you're at an event or you're watching an event from home, Will, I know it happens to you too, because it happens to me all the time. We've talked about it. That itch that you want to get on. Oh yeah. And immediately start playing, right? Yeah. It's it's that. That it's that moment. It's that thought that pops into your head when you're watching these when you're watching these pro players at the top level playing this game and you're like, I want to be that. Like I want to do what that player did. Like that's just, oh man, there's no other feeling like that. And I know there's a lot of complaining about the overall sandbox being utilized in the map on maps and in infinite, but it's like, it just adds to the uniqueness of the game. It absolutely does. It makes halo infinite, halo infinite. And if we strip all of it away, even from a professional standpoint, if we strip it all back and we have a separate HCS playlist, which I want, but we have a separate HCS playlist and we strip everything out of it and just make it a bare bones experience. You take away what makes the game unique. So Carnage says I got the itch right now. You always have the itch Carnage. Let's be real. <laughs> God damn. Um, it's smiley says I have it right now, but my ISP is having issues due to a storm in Oklahoma. Hey, I'm wishing you luck in the storm, man. Stay safe. It's just, oh man. Speaking of that, did you see my comment about an HCS playlist? Uh, oh God, did I, was it in here or somewhere else? So what am I doing after this? Sleeping. Will, what are you doing after this? Uh, I have no idea. Eating and sleeping. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Um, Smiley, I don't believe I did. Feel free to repost. I just know that it's it's not going to happen. Like, I know that an HCS playlist isn't going to happen because of population issues. You've already he, Tashi's literally already said it, it's due to uh, uh, retention that it's not going to happen. Um, Beth says 100% was kicking myself for not taking my Xbox with me to dream hack because after watching those games all day, all I want to do is play myself. It's just, it's the, it's that feeling, man. It's just so good. That feeling's so good. So good. So yeah, the bandit, if I'm going to put a blanket statement on this for the bandit rifle, it will not, in its current iteration, be a starting weapon in the game. I'm going to take it a step further. It should not, in any iteration, in any iteration, be the starting weapon in Infinite. Because, let's say you only add D-scope. Cool. Still doesn't hit from range. Let's say you add a scope. I mean, unless you increase the range, it still doesn't shoot at range. Let's say you increase the range. It changes the fundamentals of what that gun actually is. Therefore, not making it what its intentions were within the game itself right now. So stop it. Um, they should have a playlist leading up to HCS events as a rotating playlist. that can promote the event and also be uh, just HCS League rulings versus rank that has a lot more of the sandbox and maps available to it. That could be cool. That could be cool. The one thing I'll say is that it's been talked about previously and I forget it. I forget who brought it up first, but shout out to that person who brought it up first. Um, the fact that flighting is still not being utilized is mind boggling. 
But that's besides the point. That's the topic. And now it's time for some regular news. Season three released. You already fucking know it. And if you don't, it's out. Uh, Oasis for BTB and then Cliffhanger and Chasm for Arena, not HCS. Have been added to matchmaking. Escalation Slayer's been added as well. The Bandit and Shroud screen have been added. The Mirage and Chimera cores have been added. There's a battle pass. You can now edit dev maps on Forge. Um, on PC, there's Ray Trace Sunshadows. Neat. And for Halo Gear Rewards, there's a pin program now. So if you completed the Mindfall event, the 10-tier event pass, you can now purchase a real pin of a Shroud screen. And there will be three other pins for the other events that will happen as well. Uh, there's another 10-tier event that will happen later on. There's the Fracture event, and then if you complete the Battle Pass, so those are the other three pins that you can purchase by completing those objectives. Interesting. Speaking of Mindfall, running from March 7th to the 21st, the Mindfall event delivers a free 10-tier event pass containing a variety of cosmetics to outfit your new Mirage armor core along with new cinematics. And the cinematics, guess what, are actually good! Shout out to the fucking team on that! They're legit awesome! And then, um, you do need to complete event-specific challenges... And uh, the event is the, like, right now it's the BTB Unlimited playlist where you only play on Oasis, but you play with, like, Escalation Slayer, Total Control, Capture the Flag, Slayer, all that. Super Fiesta. So fucking, ugh. It's all there, okay? But it's all on Oasis. Oasis is fun. You should play it. Was complete the 10-tier event pass. The first week was different, though. It was the first week the... was Arena Unlimited, yeah. which was only on Chasm and... The other one. The new one. Yeah, the other new one. Yeah, which I already forgot, and it's literally the show notes, but it doesn't fucking matter. So there you go. And then, finally, Wolverine and Halo, uh, X Halo boots are now available. They already did one. Now they're doing another drop. This time, this drop has four different types of boots. Get your boots. Um, OG Dab, welcome to the live show. Good to see you. And then the last thing I want to talk about in the regular news before we get into fucking the rocker being absolute trash is the, uh, I believe I forgot where I forgot where, and I should have included in the notes and I apologize, but if I'm not mistaken, it has been officially said or maybe not officially. No, not officially. Um, do I even want to say this because typically I don't like talking about leaks on the show. Fuck it. I'm too excited. Um, supposedly, the fracture event. Remember how like the last fracture event was 30 tiers. Yeah. This one apparently is 20 and so, you, and they're not event specific challenges. Okay. So you can complete them anywhere. Supposedly. I don't like talking about leaks on the show. I don't like them in the discord server, all that shit. I'm just going <laughs> to talk. I'm just going to say that. So there's that. So get excited. Hopefully that's it for the regular news. Color games, watch the rocker are fucking awful. Axios, welcome back. Remember when I said that from the first major, that's the best placing they're ever going to get this year. Yeah. Oh, I'm holding, I'm holding true to that fucking statement. Is there one more major? I think so. So not only 
ladies and gentlemen, not only did we go into the major with, I believe the, the last seed, like we didn't win during online play leading up to the major. So we started in losers round one and immediately got fucking annihilated three Oh against the thieves. So not only did we come in with one of the worst seeds, we also didn't win a single map because we only played three of them. And yeah, here's a fun fact. We're the only team to not win a single map at that major. The mm. only team. Uh Oh, holy shit. You know, when your team doesn't make the playoffs and you go, well, next year, I think we're at that point. Oh yeah. It's looking forward to next year. Yeah. Look, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I do want to shout out, I mean, Optic making the full loser's bracket run to get to grand finals. Yes. They were on a Cinderella story run for yeah. sure. Same with, oh, the other funny thing is with that is that the LA Gorillas were the other team that, that did that run, won that tournament, and Hook was on that team. Yeah. And now he's on Optic, literally almost made that run again. Really big shout out to Ultra, though. Yeah. They're, they're looking good. They... They looked amazing. So big shout out to them. And like you said, big shout out to optic. Hopefully they're able to clean some things up, win some more games and maybe win an event. Who knows? I know who won't be doing that though. <laughs> Us. Phase better take optic this year. Oh, uh, that was an amazing run. Ultra just on another level. They are man. Love that team on paper at the start of the season, but Jesus Christ, it certainly hasn't translated. <laughs> Waka, no. Oof. Oh, my God. We're awful. Thieves getting knocked out so early was entertaining, too. I won't lie. That did kind of feel good, but whatever. Speaking of the Major 3, let's talk about Major 3 viewership. This is by Dick Serto. Cod League Major 3 has officially become the most viewed Call of Duty tournament ever in peak viewership. Major 3 has peaked at 332,000 plus viewers, surpassing the COD League 2020 finals. Now imagine they do switch back to YouTube. Holy shit. Just imagine that again. Just think how many viewers Scump's bringing in, man. Yeah. His co-stream, holy shit. What's it, if Scump stays on Twitch and co-streams it somehow, would he be able to with an exclusivity deal? He might not be able to. You might be screwed. Yep. Oh, no. Oh, no, indeed. Riz says, I never watched COD, but I did watch Optics Run. Hey, man. It's the power of the game. It's the power of the moment. Esports Engine's co-founder and president, Adam Apicella, is leaving the company. This is by James Fudge of the Esports Advocate. The Esports Advocate has learned that Esports Engine co-founder and president, Adam Apicella, will be leaving the company. So it's familiar with the situation told TEA on background Thursday. 
uh, that Apicella's exit was mutually agreed upon and amicable. It is unclear where he plans to go next as of this writing. Apicella is co-founder of the esports production division of Vindex and most recently served as president. Prior to that, he served as the vice president of league and event operations of Activision Blizzard and is also best known as a founding employee at an esports tournament company, Major League Gaming, which was acquired by Activision Blizzard in 2016 for $46 million. Esports Engine worked uh, or works with a number of esports ecosystems, including League of Legends Esports and Call of Duty League, among others. Vindex issued a statement Thursday afternoon to TEA to confirm the news. Quote, Adam Apicella has departed Vindex. Adam has been a valued leader of the esports engine team and has helped build one of the best global esports solutions companies. We look forward to continuing to bring innovative gaming experiences to players and fans around the world as we expand our capabilities and partnerships with EL ESL Faceit Group, end quote. Then we have a statement from Adam himself. From Adam, a personal update. Hashtag EE forever. GG's, thank you for the support. As an update, I'm no longer part of Esports Engine. This is not an easy situation to navigate. However, with, the, with that grief about a chapter turning, there is gratitude for what we achieved. In September 2019, myself and Ryan Thompson left Activision Blizzard, founded Esports Engine, and brought on 20 founding employees who trusted us with a new career. We started in a shared office space and spent the first month securing a permanent office, ordering laptops, eventually putting together our desks, taking a crash course and in incorporating in the states we would operate, collaborating on our logo, and figuring out how to set up our own health insurance and employee benefits. It was wild, but I cherish those moments, uh, those memories, more than any part of my career. We got off fast brokering a deal with Microsoft and 343 to be the global operating partner, along with deals with many of the top esports organizations in the industry. Everything was great, and we were growing fast. But six months in, COVID hit, and everything changed. However, we did not shrink. We pivoted, quickly renovating our conference room into a TV studio and turning our bullpen into a control room. We repurposed event staff to other positions and refocused staff to work on remote business while simultaneously preparing operationally to sprint once the pandemic was over. And as a team, we locked arms, braced for hardship, and took it head on. Importantly, we did not lay off a single person during this period of uncertainty, and we kicked the ever-living shit out of the challenge in front of us. What happened over the next three plus years is nothing short of incredible. We grew from 22 employees to over 200. We saw year-over-year -year massive revenue growth. We were working with nearly every publisher and client in the industry. We produced 800 days of live production in 2022, and we had all the momentum in the world. We operated clean, with purpose, and with epic quality. Our business was healthy from start to finish. I could go on all day about our achievements as a business, but what I'm most proud of is that we achieved our original mission to change this space for the better and to operate the right way, to do right by our clients and our employees always. And as a leadership team, to always do what we say we're going to do, to lead from the front and create a do-as-I-do, not-as-I-say culture. We were growing and culturally it was a place that I was proud of. We wanted to run this business forever, but unfortunately this story comes to an end. I'm not sure what I'll do now, but I'm in no rush to figure anything out. I look back now and realize that I'm very fatigued. In August of 2003, I was at the age of 21. I ran my first Halo tournament in a tiny hotel ballroom I rented in Wheeling, uh, West Virginia, a town across the Ohio River from the little village of Shadyside where I grew up. I never imagined that tournament would take me on such an adventure that would take me to see my uh, that would see me take my first taxi ride, that would put me on my first flight. 
that would see me operate well over 1,000 events around the globe and would bless my family with so many gifts. Growing up in a tiny village uh, in the Appalachia, I never thought I would be where I am today. Looking back, this personal timeline was brutal, as after August of 2003, I went straight to work for MLG as their first employee, and I worked there for 13 years until we were acquired by Activision Blizzard. The day after the close, I went to work for Activision Blizzard for nearly four years. When I left, left AB, the next day I founded Esports Engine. Anyone that knows me knows I have one speed, and all 19 plus years of this journey have been a grind, and I regret nothing. In closing, I wanted to say that, that the team at Esports Engine is truly the most talented team in the world. I know everyone says this, but I think in this case it's a true statement. We set out to build the Avengers of gaming and meticulously handpicked every person, and they're what made this place great. To the team, know that I would lay down in the highway for you if you needed me to, and I'm always here to help no matter what. I'm going to take some much needed time now, but I'm not done here. My muse has never been money. My muse has always been leaving footprints with people I care about. Best, Adam Apicella. And then he provides a thank you um, to many people listed. Feel free to read that if you would like to as well. All that talent, thank you for the two-month resub. You get a woo! Greatly appreciated. Um, Ongoy says, imagine if Microsoft gets Activision and hires Adam to lead MLG again. <laughs> Something tells me he's done with that phase of his life. Based off his statement. It feels like he's ready for a change. I don't. I'm not trying to speak for him. It's just like, based off its statement, it sounds like I've uh, I had an incredible run. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's two things in there, right? Like he's he. He says, "But I'm not done here. My muse has never been money, you know, leaving footprints." Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, he does say like the last 19 years he's been on go mode, basically. Yes. 100%. So, who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Oh, God. What happens with Adam Apicella? We will have to wait and see. Um, yeah. Adam, to you and the team, throughout all the years, not just Esports Engine, but all the MLG days as well, thank you for everything. Again, to you and the team. Thank you for everything you guys have done. Thank you for the team, for everything you guys are going to continue to do. And Adam, we wish you the absolute best in whatever you decide to do next, man. Because it seems like everything you've touched so far has turned to gold. So, yeah, I expect the trend to continue. And that's it for Cotton of the Games Watch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no need for buttons. Yeah. That cup drop buttons. Well, that means it's time for Will's Adventures of the Lovers and other games too. Will, what did you happen to play over the last week? Yeah. So I, I just played Halo Infinite, basically. All right. Um, I guess I will explain this now, but obviously the show is six, what, five days late. Um, yeah. I had basically a health issue I with my eye, my right eye. So 
Couldn't really see over the week. I couldn't drive. I couldn't you know, physically get here to do the show. Um, so yeah, I played a lot of bat, bot matches in Halo Infinite to just grind things out. I did do the weekly challenges. I was that guy maybe going, you know, 5 and 15 in BTB because I couldn't fucking see. Okay. But I wanted to get the challenges done <laughs> to get the... The stance and all that, all the all the XP. Mm-hmm. So it was a it was a grind, but I got it done. Nice. And then I played in the community play date, yeah. which was a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of a lot of crazy stuff happened. A lot of I'll daddies. Just say that. A lot of daddies. A lot of daddies. A lot of dicking. A lot of daddies. Mm. Mm, indeed. Mm. Yeah. 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 Stay tuned for what I imagine is going to be all in Juan's uh, edited masterpiece it's it's wonderful i i juan I'm, I'm not trying to like put you on the spot but i assume that it's gonna that it's coming 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 conging what conging conging coming i also played halo infinite i played in the community play date i finished the mindfall event and uh, i have a halo support story i'd like to share Halo support. A Halo support story where my ticket that I had submitted was replied to, resolved, and subsequently another issue opened in the span of less than a week. Okay? okay. So in that case, you may be like, oh, that sounds great. You guys need to fucking relax. Will, you really add to it? God I, damn it. I had to, okay? All right. It was hilarious. Fine. It was a great time. So here's my Halo support story. I was getting really mad. This was pre-season three. This was pre-the winter update. Okay. I was getting so mad that my bookmarks oh, yeah, yeah. were not appearing in my game. Like when I went to bookmark a map and game type on Halo Waypoint or within Halo Infinite itself, my bookmarks would never appeal, uh, appeal, appear in game. So I can never select them from the My Bookmarks page in Infinite. Xbox, PC, didn't matter, could never select them. They were always missing. Didn't matter what filter you chose. Didn't matter if you reset your filter. Didn't matter after restarting, after reinstalling. It did not matter. They were always missing. I'm like, okay. I can deal with this for now. Let's see if this gets fixed with the winter update. Not season three, the winter update. Yeah. Still didn't get fixed. Like, what the fuck? All right. Well, season three is close enough. Uh, Let's see if it gets fixed then. Season three update releases. Nope. Still not fixed. Hotfix gets released. Nope. Still not fixed. What the fuck is going on? I've tried what I feel to be everything. Let me submit a ticket to the Halo support site. Speaking of which, it is, again, it's imperative to say, it is so much easier to submit a ticket now on Waypoint or on on the Halo support site. It's so much easier now. That's not a joke. That's a real thing. So much easier. Bravo. So I submitted a ticket. I provided my DX Diag because I'm doing this on PC at the time. Submit all that. This This is great, right? I get a reply. Hey, uh, have you tried like basically accessing your bookmarks on waypoint and see if they're there? And I'm like, they're not there. Like they're not anywhere. Yeah. They don't exist. Apparently the reply I got 
floored me. Oh. And this is no detriment to the person replying because they provided a solution. They legitimately provided a workaround. I'm not going to say solution. They provided a workaround because the issue is still very present. I'll floor you, daddy. So the response I got was, oh, go into your bookmarks on Waypoint. Oh, wait, I should say the bookmarks did appear on Waypoint. They did not appear in the game. Okay. Oh, so you go to the, my bookmarks page on Waypoint under your, under your, uh, tab. It's there. Like they're all there. There's probably one in that list that doesn't have a name. So you have to remove the bookmark that does not have a name and that will make all your other ones appear. I'm like, Oh, okay. I will go do that. One problem. There is no page navigation on the, my bookmarks page on waypoint. What I mean by that is if you have more than 20 bookmarks saved, you can't, load more than that without going to the next page. But you can't go to the next page. Page navigation doesn't exist. So what I had to do was I had to unbookmark basically all of my previously saved bookmarks to then reload the page for them to appear within the initial 20 that appear to find the one that didn't have a name to unbookmark that rebookmark all the shit that I previously had bookmarked that I had to remove. And now they appear in the game. Wow. Yup. So you opened a second ticket for page navigation. Yes, I did. Yeah, let's go. Yes, I did. And you know, the response I got back. What was that? We're sending this to the development team. Perfect. Yes, you are. Was there not a section of the URL you could tweak to force to another page? No, because I tried that too. <laughs> I tried that too, Fox. Yep. And yes, Juan. Yes. The jokes UI couldn't handle it. So yeah, I submitted a second ticket for uh, page navigation missing on the bookmarks page, but there you go. If you are having issue where your bookmarks suddenly don't fucking load in the game for some God awful reason, you may have uh, a bookmark that does not have a name associated with it. So you will have to unbookmark that and then your bookmarks will appear. So there's that URL can't handle it. That's fucking funny. Uh, do I fucks with the new season? Yeah, I fucks with the new season. I'd say for sure. Say bookmark again, bookmark. There you go. There you go. All right. Now I play Destiny 2 and I got exotics. I still like playing that game. The Lightfall campaign is awful. The season campaign, not very good. I've been I've been following along. Yeah. Because I just can't invest the time and it is what it is. Yeah, I got a good amount of exotics. We ran um um oh, why am I forgetting his name? I feel like a fucking asshole. Gentleman in Discord had a checkpoint for Spire the Watcher dungeon. Oh, okay. And uh, I hopped in to help him finish the dungeon to get his pinnacle for the week, right before the reset. Yeah. That was my first time ever running that dungeon. Oh. First time ever. Yeah. Okay. Got the exotic. 
No way. Yeah, right away. I got the bow right away. <laughs> I'm like, hot damn. I was playing with uh, pancakes last night, and we uh, were doing Dares of Eternity to get our uh, powerful or pinnacle or whatever it was, and I got the catalyst for the Forerunner. Wow. Yeah. Boom, bitch. <laughs> I don't know why, but of course, like I fucking, the, the one and only gun I really want in that game is Vex, Mythoclass. So I just need to run. Maybe luck will be on my side finally in Vault. I just want that gun so bad. But yeah, that's that's all I played. Just a couple games. Well, it's going to some shout outs. <laughs> shout out to everyone who joined in the community play dates. Because we had two of them technically in the span of the last episode and this episode. Uh, so shout outs to Aaron, the geek, elated dartboard, Fox, too quick, high tech, redneck, carnage, marmar, overkill, risnack, search, shot, strike, super blitzkrieg, snag, laughing, Sam, pancakes, all in one, ungoy farmer, dollar bill, and just Josh for joining the playdates. Hope you guys had fun. Hope it was fun. Shout out to everyone who followed and subbed during the live show. I'm going to go back in time. Thanks, Will. Yeah. Thanks for that sound effect. Jesus Christ. Uh, Biggie Pete, uh, JK Osborne, Inverted Orange. Thank you guys for the follows. And then Smiley with the five, six, seven gifted subs. Greatly appreciated. Carnage with the seven month resub. Uncle Pumpy with the gifted sub. Excuse me. And all that talent with the two month resub as well. You all get a woo! Greatly appreciated. Probably the best one yet. Oh, are you, are you talking about the, the fucking yo smiley with the five gifted again? Jesus Christ, man! Calm down. Thank you so much. Holy shit. Um, miscounted. I did miscount. I apologize. Uh, fucking a, the flag sound. Oh yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that not the sound it fucking makes? When you pick up, when you pick up the enemy flag, right? When you pick up the enemy flag, does the game not sound like? I mean, it's a little know? higher pitched, I think. The doo -doo. Yeah. Uh, uh, fuck you. That's the sound. That's it. Community creations. Yeah. Actually, I missed some. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. Shout out to everyone who's a patron at the semi pro and higher tiers. High tech redneck. Wraith, Goalie Sniper, The Only Neeb, Davy Wavy, Heavy Rainfall, Mr. Dartboard, Carnage, thank you all so very much for the extra support over on Patreon. Don't worry, the stuff for March is coming, I promise. Apologize, we're late, but uh, I yeah, believe we have it. Me. It's okay. I believe we have it all basically figured out for what we're going to do, so stay tuned. Someone clip Josh saying bookmark in the flag sound. You just, it, I'll, I mean, I'm guaranteed Juan has the shit ready to go for the play date on the, uh, off video game topic. Do you guys do the, uh, March madness bracket? I do not. No, I don't know enough. Nah, I don't even do it for fun. Like I don't even just pick like, Oh, that team name sounds cool or whatever. I don't even do that. So no March madness. Isn't my thing. Um, and then happy belated birthday to obviously queen and lucid. Happy belated hey. birthday to you both. 
Community creations, Halo memes every day, reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Halo memes. Check that out. HS Charlotte Major Recap 2023, Shopify Rebellion. Phase Team Comms versus Optic Game 4 of the Grand Finals of Charlotte. A zero-second comeback. It's by the HCS. Go check that out. And Optic Team Comms, HCS Charlotte Grand Finals Game 7 by HCS. Go check that out. Lethal to be uploading old 2019 Halo 3 series by Lethal, he says. For any of my Halo 3 DGens, I'll be uploading all the series from a few of the 2019 Halo 3 HCS events to my YouTube in a playlist simply because they aren't uploaded anywhere. And the DreamHack read broadcasts of them are deleted. The quality and everything isn't going to be amazing or anything since it's basically just a rebroadcast I've had downloaded on my PC. But but uh, basic cutting of the vids to have gameplay and then stat screens after they have happened to show them. Also, I can't say when I'll have them uploaded, really. I'll just be cutting and uploading them whenever I have time. Big shout out to Lethal. And Ungoy, no, I'm not going to jump into that joke. I think it's completely overdone at this point. I feel bad for him, genuinely. And then finally, Forge features for March 17, 2023. Go check out those. And I have most of them bookmarked, and they appear now in the game. Wonderful. Wonderful indeed. Um, Smiley says, that is now my goal because this podcast is GOAT. You're GOAT. Thank you so much. You're awesome. And Juan says, I love that I've been establishing the HCS ProTalk lore. I'm not kidding when I say when you, I mean, all your videos, but like when you put that first video out from that play date, like I could not stop laughing. I just couldn't stop fucking laughing. So Juan, seriously, I sincerely mean this to you. Thank you so much. I know you're doing it out of the kindness of your heart with your own time. And the fact that you just take the time in general to even listen to the show and join the play date, that's enough. Yeah. So I would love for you to keep doing them because I think they're the, one of the funniest fucking things ever. I'm not just saying that because we're in it, but like, seriously, they're so fucking funny and your edits are amazing. So I would love for you to keep doing them because I'm selfish, but like no pressure. No, pr- yeah. yeah. Seriously. Thank you. It's, yeah. They're so good. And that's for anybody out there. If you guys have not seen Juan's videos that he's posted, uh, they're chef's kiss. Brilliant. They're brilliant. So thank you, Juan. Um, that's a, that's, that's all I got. That's I'm off my soapbox. Now I, I gave my bandit rant. I'm yeah. fucking, I'm big chilling. You know, <laughs> wonderful. I got Domino's Great. pizza waiting for me. That's Ooh. probably cold at this point, but I'll give a fuck. I mean, yeah, it's been two hours plus. It has. I'm just happy that we're back doing this thing together, talking to the folks, having a good time, having the rants, having the discussions, introducing the new segment. I got to scroll up because I forgot the name of it already. Snake bites. Stimulating, stimulating. statements. Yeah. Stimulating. statements. Yes. So yeah, Will, with that, with that out of the fucking way, man, if you could please plug the show. Man, of course. Um, we have a Patreon now. If you're looking for more HCS Pro Talk content that isn't necessarily HCS related, go follow us there. We also do, um, we do a Q&A every month. We have a video series and another audio series and uh, a little something special for our, our top tier patrons. And I, I mean this when I say this, like, I, I don't want to shill for the extra stuff that we're doing, but if you, 
if you want a way to support us further, this I don't do this often. And if you listen to the show a lot, you know I don't do this often. So I'm going to hop back on the soapbox just for a second. Okay. If you do want to want a way to support us further um, financially, the Patreon is probably the best way to do it. Love the Twitch subs. Amazing. Love it. Do not get me wrong. But I want you to also get something out of it as well. So if you want to support us further financially and also get something out of it, I highly recommend check out the Patreon. Um, the video series that we do for that tier and the audio series that we do are completely separate from Halo. They're, so if you want something that's not Halo podcast oriented, that's more of just us and talking about things that we love, playing other games, things that we've never played before, whatever it may be, Highly, highly recommend doing that. You do not need to feel obligated to do so. Again, this is just me on the soapbox because I don't do this often. And the support that we've seen there is already amazing. Okay. Yeah. But like I said, the option is there for you. And I want you to be able to get something out of it too. It's the whole point. So check it out if you want. Beautifully said. Thank you. Um, we also, right before Charlotte, I think uh, we released our new merch store. Yes. A lot of great stuff going on there and look yes. for uh, maybe more event-specific stuff coming in the future. Yes. The plan is to have a an event-exclusive ex- event, uh, line every major. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um, and as always, you can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HCS Bro Talk. We're on iTunes, Podabot. Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, and Josh's favorite, Pocket Cast. Still not an ad. Not a freaking ad yet. I wish it was, but it's not. Hey, They're great, though. Exclamation point Discord and chat if you want to like join our Discord or something. Uh, you link, should do that. Links provided in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show as well. Also on our link tree on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, we have one of those. A lot of information goes out through Twitter and Discord, so be sure to follow if you want more. Uh, we also have an Instagram and Facebook. They're there. We uh, sometimes use them. Sometimes, uh, you know, they're <laughs> there. Uh, if you want to watch VODs or any of our interview series, we've talked to such pros as Mickwin and Lucid, formerly known as Saiyan. Yes. Back when we talked to them. More lined up. Yeah. yeah. Things, things are in the works. Yep. More lined up. So stay tuned. So, yeah. Check us out on YouTube. Um if you want to watch us live, if you're a listener of the show or maybe you catch the VODs on YouTube, we're on Twitch, usually Mondays at 7 p.m. Central, unless I fuck things up. And uh, I have no idea what we're going to do this Monday. Yeah. Because we just went through everything. We did. We'll figure it out. We just party for an hour. I'm down, <laughs> man. I'm down. But uh, more than likely, we'll be back. Smiley, thank you so much, man. More than likely, we'll be, I assume we'll be back at our normal time next week. Okay. I assume, but I'm making an ass out of not you, but me. You know, if you, uh, if you go to hcsprotalk.com, pro, wow, words are becoming very hard today. hcsprotalk.com will actually send you to a site where we're hosted now, basically. Yes. Which is evolvedhalo.com. Your home for Halo. Because you can't forget about the fine folks over at Podcast Evolved. Evolved! Great shows. <laughs> Such as Podcast Evolved, Mission Debrief, Halo TV Plus, Book Club, Builds with Blocks, Halo Headlines, and Halo Gear Guide. We are there. We are the 
I'm taking the front spot here. We are the peanut butter to their jelly. Ooh. Yes. We are the chocolate to their peanut butter. Okay. Oh, they absolutely go together. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We are the competitive aspect to their lore aspect. So go check them out because they're fucking awesome. Please do. And we will... Like, I know that we haven't been doing a lot of collaborative stuff, but I promise there will come a time where we do 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 more collaborative stuff. My brain is of a five-year-old because I have a four-year-old at home. Um, But yes. And Smiley, seriously, thanks again, man. I hope you enjoy the additional yeah. content. It's a fun awesome. time. It's awesome. I highly, 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 highly recommend watching Pro Talk Plays for February. Fortnite edition. Highly, highly, highly recommend watching that. Because it's fucking hilarious. Number one victory royale. Oh, God. Of Fortnite, we're about to get down. Get down. <laughs> yes! So good. Watch it. Peanut butter and chocolate equals God tier combo. It really does. It just was my wife was not allergic to peanuts, but what are you going to do? Oh, man. All right. Will, is that it? That's all I got, man. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for the Saturday edition of HTS Pro Talk. If you're tuning in live, thank you. Thank you so much for being here, tuning into the live show. Hope you guys had fun. Thanks for joining in the discussion as well. As always, it's greatly appreciated. We love being able to have a topic of the show and then keep discussions flowing. Not only within Twitch chat, but also in the Discord. So like Will said, if you haven't joined the Discord already, please do. It's there. It's free. It's great. Um, we'll be back in probably a couple days to talk about... I don't fucking know. We'll have to wait and see. Um, Host? Oh, yeah. We could do that for sure. Uh, so, yeah. We'll probably be back in a couple days. On Monday, our normally scheduled program. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for us. We'll go host up uh, the Tosh Meister himself, Toshi. Hope you guys have a great night. Have a great rest of your weekend. Enjoy the open series gameplay tomorrow. And we'll see you probably on Monday. But until then, love you. Oh, wait, I didn't even fuck. I'm sorry. To the audio listeners of the oh, show, hey, yeah. thank you very much as well. To the VOD watchers, thank you so very much. I almost missed you. I feel like an asshole. I don't want to miss you. I love you. I love you all. You guys are great. Go watch more Halo. Play more Halo. And uh, inevitably bitch about more Halo. We'll see you next time. But until then, bye-bye!